from the U.S. Army Engineer Research and Development Center, this is the Power of Verdict. Join us on a problem-solving journey as we unravel the nation's toughest science and engineering challenges. The nature of military bases is changing throughout the armed services. New defense doctrine increases their strategic importance for projecting power and for protecting warfighters from emerging unconventional threats. Meanwhile, leaders desire more modernized facilities that will improve quality of life, keep pace with smart city technologies, and minimize their environmental footprint. The pressure to innovate comes as many legacy facilities require significant renovations, those needs often exacerbated by years of delayed funding. This challenge requires creative thinking and smart technologies to prescriptively focus future investments more efficiently. Erdic is developing new technologies to help meet these goals, and because of a recent catastrophic disaster, many of these new technologies are now being put to the test. In October 2018, the fourth strongest hurricane to ever hit the United States made its landfall directly over Tyndall Air Force Base on the Florida Panhandle. With maximum sustained winds stronger than 160 miles per hour, Hurricane Michael was the first Category 5 storm to strike the U.S. in more than a quarter of a century. As ground zero, Tyndall faced a direct assault from its strongest winds and 14-foot storm surge, and it absorbed quite a punch. The storm damaged every building on the Air Force Base, and many of them were a complete loss. The flight line was devastated, aircraft were damaged, and roofs were ripped from homes throughout the base. Faced with such massive devastation, Air Force leaders made an intentional choice. Rather than repeating established patterns while rebuilding a facility that dated back to the 1940s, they would use this as an opportunity for bold innovation. As it begins the $3 billion rebuild, the Air Force has decided to put many of the ideas it had developed through its Basis of the Future concept to the test. Buildings will be reimagined, systems will be improved, and the communications infrastructure will be much more robust with 5G capabilities. This will allow data to be collected and used much more efficiently. Ubiquitous sensors will provide operators, maintainers, and managers with real-time awareness of all facets of the base operations. It will enable better decision-making and improve the quality of life for airmen on the base. As the Air Force makes these changes, Erdic is working beside them to help envision the techniques demanded by tomorrow's bases. Erdic developed the Virtual Test Bed for Installation Mission Effectiveness, or VTIME, to allow data from multiple systems to be monitored within a single database. This enables more timely and efficient maintenance and makes installations more resilient. VTIME is one of many ways Erdic is enabling installations of the future concepts across the armed services. Current research includes autonomous transportation, inspecting runways with unmanned aerial systems, monitoring traffic and weather through artificial intelligence, and monitoring child development centers through video analytics. VTIME is the brains of the initiative, aggregating and processing data in ways that facilitate other capabilities. The Tyndall Rebuild will be on the leading edge of the effort to reimagine military bases and meet their new strategic demands. Erdic is central to this endeavor. And in the process, the project will provide Erdic a chance to test many of its technologies and learn lessons that can be applied to bases across the armed services and across the globe. 
I'm Megan Holland, and with co-host Chris Kiefer, this is The Power of Erdick. On today's episode, we talk with Dr. Buddy Bartles from Erdick's Construction Engineering Research Laboratory about how today's Erdick research is enabling tomorrow's installations of the future. Hey, buddy. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you for joining us today. Hey, Chris. Really appreciate you guys having me. Yeah, we're excited. I mean, this is such an important topic, and and we're glad to have you kind of explain it a little bit better. I mean, I know there's so many ways that Erdic is involved in this topic, and I'm you know interested for you to kind of help break it down a little bit more. Um, but to kind of start off, I think the heart of where all this comes from is the fact that the nature of installations is changing and it's not kind of the traditional way maybe a lot of people think of when they think of a military base. Can you talk a little bit about what some of those changes are and and why Erdic is involved in this effort? Yeah, sure. As you probably know, you know, installations have always been the platforms where the the Army builds culture, they care for their soldiers, they train their soldiers, and, and then they have to project and sustain forces. That's always been the core mission of the installations. But just where we're at right now, installations, they're, they're no longer safe havens. They're no longer these sanctuaries that we've kind of grown up with. We're now in a day and age where the Army expects threats directed against the homeland, and even more specifically, the installation. So there's this new multi-domain operations concept that recognizes the strategic importance of our installations and the those changing threats that they face. Like, for example, you know, just just one example, like cyber attacks. That's not something the Army has had to deal with on installations before now. And so the Army has this new modernization strategy that, that calls for the need for installations to modernize at pace with the rest of the Army. So the Army is, is taking this need to focus on installations very seriously. Uh, and they actually just released a Army installation strategy document which talks about the need for installations to be modernized into this concept of a multi-domain operating environment. And you might hear that throughout this. And, and this vision is that each Army installation needs to still be that platform where they carry out their specific mission, but they're also kind of this active node within a broader constellation of installations, if that analogy resonates, um, that's connected across the whole Army. And so, you know, just as as an example, the 101st Airborne Division at Fort Campbell, they're still going to carry out that air assault mission. That's their core mission. But Fort Campbell will also be part of this larger constellation that can quickly reform, uh, shifting mission and focus between other installations. And and that that enables the whole Army to be resilient across the whole enterprise. And so it's going to be exciting to think about when every installation has the latest and greatest wireless communication that's connecting this massive array of sensors, which, which is going to enable so many modern remote capabilities. To take it further, imagine e- each installation having resilient power and water and communication systems, and they're all integrated with the surrounding communities and the civil authorities. You would also ask, why is Erdic involved in this? Why, why is that important for that? Um, you know, we're, we're part of this because 
Erdic as a whole, we're responsible for researching and solving the military's most challenging problems. And, and, and this is very challenging. The Assistant Secretary of the Army, the, the Installation Energy and Environment Office, they partnered with our Erdic Installation of the Futures team to help tackle this problem. And there's not necessarily a commercial off-the-shelf system that the Army can just go out and buy that solves this problem of protecting the installations from these threats. So Erdic has demonstrated the expertise to help solve this problem and is playing a major role to help the Army carry out this new installation strategy that I talked about uh, to be able to respond to threats before they even occur. Buddy, you mentioned the Army's new installation strategy that came out in December and and really kind of paves a way for what the Army installations will look like for 2035. And I know there's four different lines of effort that they're focused on in that strategy, taking care of people, strengthening readiness and resilience, modernizing and innovating, and promoting stewardship. You talked about how Erdic is involved in that research. And to kind of back up a little bit for the people who are listening, you, of course, are at our construction engineering research lab up in Illinois, and installations is a big part of what you guys do up there. Yeah. Historically, the Army began with this collaboration with Searle with this sustainment management system. Um, which is that engineering-based facility assessment and forecasting tool that was developed by Searle and is now a DOD enterprise standard. With that tool and with that enterprise standard coming out of the research from Searle and and still being implemented across the whole DOD, uh, along with some other investment analytics tools that we've, we've always been working with them on their infrastructure and installation. So, yeah, we, we've definitely, definitely been invested with the Army quite a long time on installation. So we talked about Tyndall a lot at the beginning of this episode. How deeply is Arctic involved in the Tyndall rebuild and what kind of opportunity does that rebuild provide? So Arctic is definitely very invested in the Tyndall rebuild. They're so invested that, that we actually just sent one of our senior scientists, uh, Mr. Lance Morano, to Tyndall for three years to be kind of in this technology advisor role in their rebuild process. Tyndall is going to be like the nirvana of smart installations and automation in the coming years. And we have this unique opportunity to, to advise and shape and collaborate on all of it with, with Lance being there uh, injected right in the middle of it all. We'll have firsthand knowledge of best implementation practices, most cost-beneficial modernization and technology upgrades that they're carrying out there. And, and really rewriting the specs of what should be part of newly constructed buildings. And then even not just for newly constructed buildings, but there's going to be a wealth of information on what could be retrofitted to all the existing buildings and installations. And so taking that pilot program we've established for the Army, Lance will also help the Air Force transition those innovations that are happening at Tyndall to the rest of their installations as well. We talked at the top of the show about V-Time, and I know that's kind of a big part of all this. Can you talk a little bit more about V-Time and, and explain it to the audience? Yeah, absolutely. We're super excited about this project. V-Time is our proposed solution that is, it's basically a direct response to that Army installation strategy that, that we were talking about earlier. Think of V-Time as being this integrated system of systems of installation data sources, fusing all that information together 
carrying out predictive and, and even prescriptive analytics, artificial intelligence, uh, and then this visualization piece on top of it all to to deliver really like a real-time awareness and threat response system. And so this is going to enable installations to have kind of what we have envisioned is this unified operations command and control aspect to overcome threats and, and to ensure continuity of operation. Think of B-time as the brain of the installation is, is really, really kind of the core of this. And we have so many information systems out there, and we're going to have an increasingly number of connected sensors to build out that central nervous system of the installation, providing real-time monitoring of critical operations, and, and to be able to respond to threats before they even occur. And the other primary benefit that we receive from this is enhanced resilience. As we build this you know, digital twin of our installations, it also gives us the ability to do what-if scenarios to prepare our installations about future threats so, so they're better able to handle and respond to them when they do arrive. And you know, as we do modeling and simulation, we're going to have the ability to understand how we're going to adapt and utilize our facilities to make them more flexible to changing missions over time and to respond to different incidents. And then lastly, it's also going to bring in this quality of life and data from that aspect from the surrounding community that these installations interact with. There's so much about the installation that goes beyond the fence line, and, and that's also part of this whole picture. And so we know we have a ton of data sources and all this data. And a lot of those systems, they've historically been, they've really been more stovepiped and not designed to, to share like between the systems. And so we have a vast array of, also of other sensors and meters and automation systems coming online where li literally every component we install or, or that we use now has some kind of embedded sensor in it. So how do we leverage all that to gain this situational awareness in real time of what's happening at the installation? And then fuse all that together, and we can start to develop these models that might say, okay, I have a red flag from this system, and I have this caution marker from this other system, and, and that these new models will indicate based on those the joining up and fusion of that data we'll be able to predict that, you know, some kind of coming threat or some other event that I need to inform someone to intervene and take action on. One thing I just wanted to follow up on that a little bit to kind of drive the point home that I think is pretty interesting about VTime, I guess it's kind of a, a crawl, walk, run. And, and it, as you get to the last stages of it, you talked a little bit about it, but the predictive analytics and the ability to almost without anybody on the installation even knowing it, but to see a threat that's coming and respond to it and take care of it before anyone even felt anything. Can you just talk a little bit more about that and just the impact it can have? Sure. Being able to predict and, and optimize operations moving forward, even beyond that, just to predict and bringing it together and optimizing, you know, that's just one piece. But, but installations really need a way of being able to respond to certain threats before they occur. And, and that's when we move into those prescriptive analytics that, you know, again, even goes beyond that real-time alerting. But with the automation and the control systems and through artificial intelligence and machine learning to be able to, to start learning these patterns 
and and to be able to respond to those before they actually happen and kind of even take out some of that human interaction. I know that Erdix Information Technology Laboratory has a phenomenal cybersecurity program. Are you collaborating with them or any of the other Erdix laboratories as part of this effort? Oh, absolutely. As you mentioned, I'm with Searle, which is the Erdix lab in Illinois. And Searle's really been kind of the front man in collaborating with the Secretariat's office on this Installations of the Future initiative for several years now. Uh, and we've also taken on this role of coordinating all these installation of the future pilot projects. But the the breadth and the scope of all of this, of B-Time, of all the other installations of the future initiatives, it goes way beyond Searle. Dr. James Stinson and his team at the Erdix Information Technology Lab, or ITL, have played a major role in the development of all the computing in behind the scenes, the data lake developing those pipelines to all the required data, enabling real-time alerting, and the planned phases coming up involving all the artificial intelligence and machine learning pieces. And so, you know, ITL's played a critical role in that. They, they've also played a critical role in, in, in what you were just asking about, Megan, with the cybersecurity requirements and the alignment with the data standards, which you can't have an Army system without meeting all those requirements. They're extremely stringent. And then even even beyond Searle and ITL, the other Erdic labs, they're, they're either already have some kind of involvement in the other installations of the future projects outside of B-Time, or, or they have uh, some kind of involvement coming up in the near future. I think one of the wonderful things about Erdic that many people outside this organization probably don't know is that our range of specialties is so wide that we often can reach in-house and um, collaborate and do these kinds of projects together without having to go outside the organization because we have so many people that are experts in so many different areas. And I think this project is a wonderful example of this organization working together to get the job done. Absolutely. And, and this, this is, it is really unique for a, a federal agency, for this federal lab, to be doing all this in-house, you know, it, everything I've explained about B-Time that's been done so far and that's in the works coming up, it's, th- this isn't a contracted effort. I mean, the, the specialties really do reside across the labs and we're, we're doing this on a federal standpoint, which really gives us a great advantage when we're talking about those meeting the cybersecurity and Army data standard requirements because we're, we're already so kind of invested in that process. In addition to V-Time, what are some of the other ways Erdig is involved in this installations of the future effort? The whole, this whole V-Time as the brain concept that I was, and that analogy I was given earlier, it, it would be nothing without data coming in, right? So yeah. the Army has to also modernize the data coming in and the sensing aspect of an installation. It, as I've said over and over already, We've been working really close with the Secretariat staff, along with Army headquarters elements, to establish and fund a, a set of pilots that fall in this Installations of the Future initiative. And these pilots also align with that new Army installation strategy. The, the pilots, they're, they're prioritized and funded from the Secretariat's office, and the intent is you know going in, again, into this multi-domain operational concept. And, and, and those are the multi-domain operational data pieces 
that, that are part of that B time brain. Just to give a few examples, as far as like some of the current pilots in that Installations of the Future initiative go, Dr. Mike Grusing at Searle is developing a new resilience optimization risk framework that is going to add this, this new prioritization aspect to B time. Sue Walters at Environmental Laboratory, you know, again, another Erdic lab. Uh, she's leading this master planning modernization pilot, which is going to digitize and automate the area development plan process. This was, you know, historically this really manual process, and, and there really wasn't a data-driven automated approach to this. So we're, we're really excited about that pilot. Jim Allen at Searle is leading, uh, and, and you may have heard about these, he's leading several autonomous vehicle pilots across the Army. I mean, there's been several pilot sites for that. Uh, and that's bringing in a whole new set of these modern transportation metrics and data points that, that we, we wouldn't even thought of having before. And then another one, Natalie Myers at Searle, she's leading this child development center video analytics pilot. When you talked about those four lines of effort, this one really hits on that quality of life metric in the strategy and really hit on some of the safety in those development centers. And then some of the things coming up that are in the plan for more pilots kicking off, they're going to be kicking off to improve barracks energy performance and, you know, operations and maintenance optimization. Uh, there's even a, a real-time active shooter protection and response pilot. Frictionless entry to installations. I don't know, you know, how often you've been through any military installations. It can just be a, a really cumbersome process getting through that gate. Um, and so this concept of a frictionless entry getting on installations, it, you know, not only makes it easier for the soldiers and the other people working there, but, but it also adds this whole other layer of security. And then we're also closely tracking efforts that are underway across the Army with, with other installation modernization pilots that, that are even outside of what we're doing for Erdic. Um, and, and they're going to be really important. For example, Fort Benning, they're pursuing two different initiatives. One, to demonstrate this smart barracks concept that is going to bring barracks, really bring them into the 21st century. And then at the same time, they're looking at developing um, what they're calling this installations operations tool. And really, that's important for us because they're, they're bringing all these new sensors, all these new automation systems online. And, and they're actually depending on VTime to be a big piece of that, to, to kind of be that processor and that brain for all that information. And then, you know, even bringing it back to Erdic again, I know Dr. Bridges and the Engineering with Nature teams at the Coastal Hydraulics Lab uh, and the Environmental Laboratory are working with the Coastal Resilience Project, which is also has that tie-in with Tyndall Air Force Base, where they're looking at natural ways to build shoreline resistance to storms. And so, you know, I, that's, that's, a, that's a lot of examples, and I, I could go on and on with these, all these new and proposed efforts that are either out there or coming underway. But again, V-Time is only as good as the data coming in. So, you know, we're super excited about all, all this extra installation of the future data and all this data coming in. Obviously, Erdic is deeply involved in this in so many different ways. And when you think about frictionless entry, how helpful something like that would have been to have had during this pandemic is they kind of have had to think about a lot of the logistics of, you know, getting people in with guards and, you know, maintaining distance and everything like that. Oh, sure. Yeah. And I mean, with, with the pandemic and, and, and even recently with, with the power outages in the South, there's new use cases and new pieces of this that 
they're not threats we're used to. These are modern threats, and and, and they all kind of go into this pool of in this in, into this installations of the future concept. I like that you mentioned power outages, buddy, because as we're filming this, we are coming off um, five five to six days of no power in our area. So that's something that really hits home right now in the South, and I'm sure many other places. But we have had a long week down here. You've talked to us previously about the concept of a central command center that many of these efforts would feed into. Can you tell us a little more about that? We talk about all the isolated data sets and all the new sensors coming online and all the inputs from, from all those pilot initiatives, you know, and then VTime being the brain and that real-time processor of all this data coming in. The final piece is how do the installations use these outputs and what does that physically look like? And so we're developing the framework for what this operations center might look like at an installation, providing the visualization and the notifications to the users at the, at the local and regional and the headquarter level of installation operations. The intent is also to allow all the commanders to track key performance indicators in real time to ensure resilience of power projection and all those mission operations that we talked about earlier and facility sustainment across their whole strategic support area. And so I imagine how powerful it would be for an installation to have this operations center to be able to track potential threats and respond to threats coming out all these modern sensors and, and monitor and respond to quality of life aspects of the installation and be able to make decisions that affect multiple systems at once, you know, instead of having to dive in and, and handle all these disparate stovepipe systems and notifications. And then, again, bringing it back to the earlier concept that this operations center at one installation, it's, it's just one piece of the bigger constellation of systems. An operations center on one installation, you know, again, we're going to have that, the concept is this tie-in to, you know, all the installations across the entire enterprise. Buddy, if you had to sum up the impact of this effort and explain why it matters in just a sentence or two, how would you do that? Installations have got to be able to do their job. Part of that is continuing generating readiness, um, projecting their forces, commanding their operations, and, and providing quality of life to their soldiers. These modern threats to installations, are they're real, and, and they could cause severe disruption or even harm to the installation. And there are, there are a dozen other threats that, that we didn't even reference in this discussion today, like, you know, pandemics and power outages. And I, I mean, we talked a little bit about power outages, but, but really kind of the deeper dive on those and, and even other energy disruption and climate change impacts. And, you know, the list goes on and on. B-Time and the other installations of the future initiatives are approaching this head on with a data-driven and objective approach. Installations need a way to be able to respond to threats before they even occur. Thank you, buddy. This is, I feel like it's been such a great discussion. It's, it's interesting to think about, you know, all the different facets that you really got to take into consideration to try to prepare for the installations of the future. And it's just kind of encouraging to hear, exciting to hear all the ways that Erdic is involved in this research. So thanks for taking the time and being part of this discussion. 
Oh, no, absolutely. I, I appreciate it. Chris and Megan, thank you so much for having me. And we have a group of people across the labs that are they're so passionate about this. And the Army's obviously passionate about it. And um, we're, we're just really excited that Erdic is playing uh, a role. Awesome. Thanks, buddy. It was nice to have you. Installations play a key role in the Army's newest multi-domain operations warfighting doctrine. Not only do they generate readiness, project forces, and house command operations, they are also where personnel and their families live and work. Facing new threats of contested situations, installations require improved safety, resilience, and efficient investment. To achieve this, they must adopt smart technologies, evaluate and understand diverse data in real time, and better understand the interactions across lines of business. Erdic is providing the architecture and tools to enable installations to become modern, smart battle platforms. The Power of Erdic podcast is a production of the U.S. Army Engineer Research and Development Center. Follow Erdic on Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, and Instagram for the latest information. You can listen to the Power of Erdic podcast in all major podcast players. Visit powerofurticpodcast.org for more resources about Urtic's installations of the future research, including multiple videos. You can also contact us at powerofurticpodcast at usace.army.mil. That's all for today's episode. We'll see you in March. <laughs>